You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake, and we are here to talk about uh, two different Hulk movies uh, for the release of Thor's Ragnarok, which also features Hulk. And uh, joining in, as always, is uh, my better half, Michael. How you doing this morning? Do you think because it was a comic book movie I wouldn't be here? You think I'd, I'd ghost on you? I, I am surprised that you are here uh, for the comic book movies because um, – you're kind of jaded, right, with these uh, superhero movies. I'm I'm a little little done with them. I would I would prefer them to uh, space out their releases just a little bit more. Much like you know Hulk and Incredible Hulk. Let's let's give it about five years and then then we'll go back into them again. Sure, space is is that a reference to Thor Ragnarok taking place in space? Was that a dad no? Joke? But I'll no? I'll take the hashtag. Okay, I'll take the clicks, people. <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes. Yeah, uh, for those that have not yet seen it, uh, at the time of this release, Thor Ragnarok has already come out. Um, I have no plans to do a review or anything like that, but just uh, uh, my initial thoughts, if you guys want it, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't very high on Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, Volume 2, uh, which came out earlier this year. Uh, I actually enjoyed Thor Ragnarok um, a lot more. So take take that for what it's worth. Uh, I don't know if anyone values my opinions, but uh, there we go. Uh, hashtag they value Thor mine. Yeah. So <laughs> blindly, having not seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 or Thor Ragnarok, I will agree with you. All Thor right. was better. How about Very that? Very good. Yes. Just a guess. Yeah. Uh, and it has a better love interest. Well, she's not a love interest, but Tessa Thompson, big fan of her. Uh, All right. It wins already. Yeah. Tessa Thompson. There we go. Okay, so we are going to talk about the 2003 Hulk uh, and also the 2008 Incredible Hulk. Um, the, the, the former, uh, this one was directed by uh, Ang Lee. Uh, this stars uh, Eric Bana as Bruce Banner uh, slash Incredible Hulk. Uh, we also have uh, Jennifer Connelly in this one playing the love interest Betty Ross, her father Sam Elliott, Portland's very own General, uh, General Ross. Uh, and also, let's see. We got Nick Nolte uh, as uh, Daddy Banner, right? This movie uh, has got a little bit of daddy issues in here, and also just a little, uh, bit. Just, a, just a little bit of them. And also, let's throw in uh, Josh Lucas, who plays uh, Major Glenn Talbot, um, somebody here that kind of gets in the the middle of uh, Bruce and Betty. Um, this one, it, it it is an origin story. Uh, this movie clocks in at like two and a quarter, I think it is. And it spends a lot of time showing us, uh, you know, the gamma ray experiment and all of that. And also we get a little backstory of Bruce's father. And again, he shows, shows up later and that is a, uh, a subplot of its own. And also at the same time, you got Thunderbolt Ross, who is, uh, you know, they're in the army and they are trying to take down this green monster. And uh, I guess we'll talk about it after uh, you talk about Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I guess The Incredible Hulk coming out in 2008 is a quasi-sequel slash reboot. They don't go back through the origin story. So if you want to consider um, Ang Lee's Hulk the origin, that's, that's fine. You pretty much just get that in the credit sequence at the very beginning. But in The Incredible Hulk, Edward Norton takes over the role of Bruce Banner slash Hulk, and he's already on the run. He is uh, He knows what he is, and... 
Um, unlike Eric Bana, he doesn't seem to like it. He is trying his best to learn some meditation, some practices to control his, his rage issues and to control the Hulk. But unlike the 2003 film, they unleash the Hulk a little bit quicker and they have uh, him actually fight something other than going out in the desert and throwing tanks around. So they do give us the goods there. The uh, I guess the rest of the goods, some of the, the recasting we have is uh, Liv Tyler, which I don't know about you, Peter, but I don't think that's necessarily an improvement for Jennifer Connelly. I don't I don't think that's a bold statement to say Jennifer Connelly is a little bit of a better actress than Liv Tyler. I, I would agree with that, but I mean, I like Liv Tyler in some things as well. Uh, I really quite enjoyed her in that thing you do, and I, I, as I an elf, R, R, you like her as Arwen. <laughs> she's okay. I, I mean, those movies—they're not my type of movies anyway, so I, I really don't remember her character. And I know Armageddon wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but you know, it is what it is. She's she's fine. She's serviceable. You know what I like in comparison to. Uh... Those those other films, there's there's a trend there. I just now realized that she's always somewhat the jilted lover. Certainly in uh, that thing you do. Oh, um, absolutely. She is, she is taken for for granted uh, almost throughout the entirety of the the film. Uh, Armageddon, Ben Affleck boyfriend goes off to space to possibly die, and uh, that's a bit upsetting in a relationship. Definitely an extreme version of long distance relationship. And in Lord of the Rings, I mean, my goodness, you know, it's, you've got the star-crossed lovers. You've got the elf and man <laughs> trying to mix, and the her father doesn't like it so much. Which brings me to William Hurt as uh, this version's uh, General Ross. Also not the world's biggest fan of his daughter's uh, previous uh, boyfriend, Bruce, right. for obvious reasons. He is the Hulk. William Hurt makes his return to original remake just recently on History of Violence, which also had Viggo Mortensen who was in Lord of the Rings with uh, Liv Tyler. Look at all that connective yeah. tissue there. You know, that that's just our usual please download our older episodes. We will take those <laughs> clicks. Uh, and uh, rounding out the, the cast, we have, uh, I guess, Tim Roth is our villain here. He is uh, Emil Blonsky, who uh, has quite the interest in Hulk not only stopping him, but becoming him. He will, you know, spoiler alert for this 2008 film, eventually become the Abomination and uh, we also have Tim Blake Nelson as a, a very Marvel-type thing. He's set up to be a future villain. And then, uh, of course, they sort of rebooted Hulk once again. And uh, I don't think that's going to come to pass. I don't think uh, Timmy Blake's going to get to play uh, whatever uh, villain he turns into. I don't know. He's got a deformed head at the end of the movie. Now, I want to ask you, uh, why do you think um, Hulk was so... Well, why did the original, the, the first one, why did it get such mixed reviews that it had to get a reboot and then another reboot yet again? Do you think it's more so the character or is it because of these past directors? I certainly think that uh, Ang Lee made, um, I guess, an artier version of the Hulk. Uh, the, the, Incredible Hulk the Incredible Hulk is far more streamlined and is definitely, I mean, it is a direct nod to the television series. Like if you were a fan of that, I think it's much more for the casual fan and there's nothing wrong with that but i mean you you bring in lou frigno again you you have the man on the run going from town to town uh and the 2003 hulk i remember it opened really well and then dropped like a stone like there was a lot of negative reaction to it and for me i i remember really not liking the fight sequences the weird crouching tiger hidden hulk like tree fight with like hulk dogs i thought was just 
kind of absurd. And I do think Ang Lee probably pushes the tackiness factor of the comp book thing just a little too much. The like page and panel transitions. Right. Yeah, it was the a cuts little and all that. It filled it felt a little out of step. I mean, coming off of I guess Sam Raimi's Spider Man, uh, this felt more like a weird mix of like what Schumacher would do with like his Batman series, but then mm-hmm. it would have this weird, as you said, daddy issue psychodrama where it's like this abusive relationship between Bruce and his dad. So I, I think it's just a mixture of just too many different tones. At least the original. There is some good stuff in there. I mean, I don't, I don't absolutely hate the 2003 Hulk. I understand why people thought, hey, this is not that fun. And I think the 2008 version is them saying we're going to do a fun Hulk on the run movie with no right. no drama. Right. And that was my issue with the 2003 movie. I, I don't remember seeing it all the way through when it first came out. Uh, you know, my son, who was then three at the time, you know, was a big Hulk fan. I, I remember taking him to uh, Universal uh, Studios and there's a big Hulk statue, which he took a picture next to. And he always would say Hulk smash. So it was definitely a thing for the kids. The kids loved it. But um, I remember the bits and pieces that I do remember seeing. I was just like, this movie just seems way too dramatic. You know, it's just uh, very slow and, you know, kind of like what you said, artsy. I think that's the word that a lot of people often use uh, when talking about that movie. When The Incredible Hulk came out, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually a pretty big fan of Edward Norton. I, I like a lot of his earlier stuff, Primal Fear, his, uh, American History X, uh, even the score, you know, where he kind of plays the same, a similar character in, in Primal Fear. But I... Don't like the casting just because he's such a little guy, you know, and then uh, Tim Roth is also a little guy. And I don't think they can play up to like this big persona of the Incredible Hulk. I need somebody a little bit, a little bit bigger, you know, um, mm. it, it was I actually really- like that. I feel like it's the rage of the uh, short man's complex coming out for both of them. Yeah, I, I I get that, but I don't know. It's kind of silly seeing Edward Norton walking around without his shirt. And I'm just like, I, I'm bigger than him, you know, and. It, can you do that thing with your stomach though? Because I I find that insane. I can, uh, those those I can exercises. Try. I can try just as long as you don't slap me repeatedly like that guy. That's that was a weird. Both scene. of those it's... things coming to our Instagram account soon. <laughs> Peter doing that and then me slapping him. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the casting is fine, but as far as appearance, that's one of the things. When I see him, I don't see Bruce Banner. I think he's probably the littlest of the all of Bruce's. But, uh, I mean, so how do you like Eric Bana? Do you, I mean, did you like his performance? I, I have a feeling we're both, both probably going to go with Mark Ruffalo. That seems to be the general, like, Hey, that he's the best one. But since he's not in this fight, do you prefer Bana to Norton? I would say so, but I don't like Bana's facial reactions. And I don't know if it's because <laughs> I thought I'm so you were going to say his face. <laughs> his face is fine. You know, I, I like them in, uh, the, the little bit of him that we get in Black Hawk Down. You know, it's a great character. Yeah. He's really good in that. Very different here. And, you know, I almost don't buy him as dorky as they try to portray him to be. You know, like earlier in the movie, he's riding on a bicycle and he's got this helmet and some dork was trying to comment on his helmet. It's like, uh, you know, you look even nerdier than the nerds with that helmet or, you know, paraphrasing, but I didn't buy it. I was like, no, well, he's actually quite a handsome it's dude. Pretty, pretty strapping dude. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I, if he wears a helmet, I think a helmet becomes cool to wear at yeah. that point. And, um, so, okay, I, I said we weren't going to do it, but let's just get to it. Do you think Mark Ruffalo then is the perfect combination of the nerdy guy, uh, but also has that, threatening aspect to him where you actually do fear like him turning into the Hulk. Yes. Um, and 
Also, I like the way Ruffalo plays, uh, Bruce Banner, you know, when he's, uh, you know, doing science. He does a lot of the, you know, trying to look, uh, under his glasses or look over his glasses, you know, when it's on the tip of his nose. Neither of the, the guys that we're talking about today, neither of them wore glasses, but in both movies, they do a lot of actual science, you know, whereas Mark Ruffalo, I think most of us, uh, most of the time we see him, he's actually working with like Tony Stark uh, technology, you know, so we don't really get to see uh, Mark Ruffalo do some actual organic science uh, test tubes and things of that nature. But when uh, Edward Norton does it, I don't buy him as a scientist, like just the, the mannerisms as, as, um, as what I would often see a scientist do in the movies, you know, I mean, and not to say that he's unrealistic, but it's just the way he does it. I, I don't buy him as a scientist is all. It is, it is interesting to think about because I do think that both guys here are in the wrong Hulk movie. Like, I think I would prefer Eric Bana as the guy on the run in Brazil, like going from town to town, kind of using his charm to get by. And, I can definitely see Edward Norton in a like father son battle where it's like they're unleashing all their rage, all their anger at each other for this like horrible childhood and him going toe to toe with Nick Nolte would be pretty intense. So yeah, I had not thought about that before, but I I think, you know, in this weird time loop we're doing where if we switch the two, it probably would improve both movies. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And, you know, if I wasn't a film editor, I think I would try to do something with that. Of course, I'd, I'm sure I'd the internet's already half. done it. You think so? I, I wish. <laughs> Good Lord, I wish. I mean, we could, we could revisit this on a future episode if they have and, and watch that third version and be like, yep. That was good. Yeah. Whoever you are. Absolutely. Like Hulk Superfan 79. Thank yes. you for that. I would welcome that very much. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about the Betty here. You, you kind of brought it up a little bit here. Um, that I, I think it's interesting that Liv Tyler's character doesn't come in until I think almost like 45 minutes into the movie. Um, but I think we, it's good. I think if you were, if you had any distrust with the 2003 Hulk as far as it being too much about as i said abusive relationships i think it's good that this banner is trying to stay away for so long that he you know eventually has to has to like reconnect with people that he can trust but i I don't mind it so much uh i don't know if i would have wanted i think it would have been a mistake to do like what they did with the spider-man movies where i I always really disliked how much kirsten dunce mary jane was a part of those films as far as like goodness like her her struggling acting career. I, I remember seeing the theater thinking like, why am I, is this a Spider-Man movie? What am I watching here? So I didn't mind it. Although you as a Liv Tyler super fan, I could see having an issue with it. <laughs> uh, I mean, not super fan. I, I, I do, I do like her as an actress. Um, I think, you know, maybe watching these relatively back to back and getting a lot of Jennifer Connelly, I was thinking Liv Tyler was lacking. I, I, I do see your point in saying that, well, this is more of a Hulk movie and I do really enjoy everything in Brazil uh, with Edward Norton. I, I really do like the element of the, a man on the run and it was a lot more fun. Like you said, um, the, the regular Hulk movie, it was just, it was very boring, you know, and it, it seemed like it took a lot of time to to really get to places i don't know if i really needed the backstory of his father i think we've had many uh many movies to include superhero movies where we hear uh about the father being or you know even one of the parents um being 
or have you done something in the past? You know, and I'm kind of specifically thinking about the Starks, for example. And I think it was, wasn't it uh, the Winter Soldier? You know, where we, we get a little bit of right. backstory of Howard Stark and, you know, maybe something like that. And, but, but what Ang Lee tries to do here with the 2003 Hulk, it's, it, it's like he was giving us like all the stories, you know, Let, let's give you an origin story of his father as well, you know, and then we'll introduce the uh, baby Bruce and, yeah, it was just it was way too much. I think that's going back to, you know, obviously with the Incredible Hulk, it's part of the MCU. It was the, the second film, although with whatever their, their weird the Hulk film rights, it's kind of been glossed over because I, I believe Marvel doesn't have the rights to releasing a Hulk movie. They have the rights to use the character, which is why we've you know he just is popping up in Thor Ragnarok, for instance. But, you know, the 2003 version was definitely more of an event. And so I felt like they were just stuffing it full of, like, this is, like, the Hulk origin story. You know, even going back to Tim Burton's Batman, there's a lot of criticism uh, of the the need to have the Joker be basically the origin of Batman. But I feel like 2003 Hulk is kind of old school that way, where it's like, this is the story of Hulk. And they weren't as concerned about leaving things up for a sequel or planning things. And, you know, the Incredible Hulk, it is, it's almost too slight in a way. It's like, it is just a pure adventure movie. Like, it's just this, he's on the run and then he is caught and he has to fight the guy that catches him who also turns into a big green monster. And that's it. And I think it's because they knew, like, okay, this is a part of, like, Iron Man. This is going to lead up to the Avengers. We don't have to stuff it full of everything like as the definitive Hulk tale. And for me, movies like that work better where the pressure is off. Just like just tell a fun story and then, you know, you can worry about other details if people like this. And, uh, you know, with the 2003 Hulk, not many people did. I mean, Universal didn't they didn't make another one in that series. They just sort of left it to die. So uh, I think having all the, as you said, the daddy issues having the relationship with the with Betty and her father, they're trying to make a Hulk story as if there's not going to be another one. Right. And uh, okay. that contributes to the running time. I mean, that is, <laughs> that is a bit much for a big green monster movie, two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. Maybe if this wasn't one of the earlier ones, Ang Lee could have done it better, you know, with a lot more of the, the, the models from, you know, the other Marvel movies, perhaps. Um, so let's, is there well let me just uh, not on Hulk but is there a uh, superhero movie uh, and maybe another franchise that you kind of wish was being made now that you think with the uh, the way that superhero movies are made that sort of interconnectivity do you think would have been greatly improved if it wasn't trying to be a, a just a singular you know Batman Superman story something like that Yeah I I, I don't know if this one answers it but th- there's one that comes to mind um did you ever watch the 90s Flash television show I did as a kid. I remember liking it. Yeah, I did too. And they actually had a TV movie, which is actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, might have been the pilot in the the second episode. But they did have a TV movie, and now you know they're incorporating Flash into uh, the upcoming Justice League movie. I would like to see a standalone Justice. I mean, a Flash movie. So I I feel like after all this time that I mean I'm sure there's ways to screw up a Flash movie, but. I don't know. I think with technology and after all these movies that have been out, I hope it would be better than the 90s movie. 
I mean, I'm, I'm sure Warner Brothers is hoping that they see some better returns on investment yeah. because maybe that just yeah. wasn't a good, uh, you know, DC wasn't a good uh, example to go with, I guess, because they haven't been very successful. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because what I just said, as far as you know, improving the Hulk movie, uh, DC actually has been better off not taking my advice. You know, Wonder Woman is very standalone. And it's almost proudly so, saying like, no, no, we're no Batman versus Superman, all that Zack Snyder stuff. We're, we're we're going to go way back in time. We're not part of that, and that's worked out better for them. From what I've read, that's the direction they're going. They're going with just more solo movies and not being as worried about how this one fits in the chain. But okay. I have to say, for Marvel, and I'm you know I'm not the world's biggest Marvel fan. I think it really worked for the Incredible Hulk. I'm a big, I'm actually a big fan of 2008. Uh, version. I, it's one of my favorite MCU movies, and that may be just because I like the whole character, but I just think its simplicity really works here. And you know, going back to Liv Tyler, I do think that there there is some chemistry between Norton and Tyler. I think they're fun. They're just a fun couple to be around. And you can't say that about the 2003 one because it is so brooding and dark. There's that weird dream sequence. Do you remember with the uh, it's like in the diner with Bruce and Betty, and it it comes across like he's gonna kill her. Like I don't, it's hard, it's hard to root for this couple when you think like I don't know if you should be around that guy. He's he's dangerous. At, le- at least with Norton and Tyler, I feel like they're they're fun together on the run. Like I never feel like Tyler her her version of Betty is in danger ever right. from Bruce. Yeah, I think uh, the um, 2003 had something very similar too, where uh, Eric Bana kind of wakes up. From, from like a, what, what he thinks is to be a nightmare. I think it's actually like the Hulk's brain kind of emerging with his or something. Um, but actually I was just thinking, I was still kind of lingering on the Flash thing. And I do like how they're trying to tie him in to like other movies, but not making him really a part of it. Did you ever watch Suicide Squad? Unfortunately, yes, I did watch yeah. that. Yeah, he made a little cameo. He's the one that arrested, uh, Captain Boomerang, I think it was. You know, so we got him in like in one brief scene and we're like, okay, well, you know, that makes sense because Ben Affleck is also in this one and so is the Flash. So they'll be just sleek. So I do like that, that they weren't trying to make them, you know, uh, like part of that actual movie. Do you like what they do in the 2008, the Incredible Hulk with, uh, I guess the, one of the first little bonus scenes in credit where, uh, you, you see Tony Stark interacting with William Hurt's version of General Ross. I mean, it's it, now it probably doesn't seem that impressive given how some of those scenes have really set up some bigger things. But then, you know, it felt like, I mean, it's really the only reason we still have Hulk around is <laughs> because for whatever reason, you know, Universal won't, won't make a Hulk individual movie and, and Marvel, Marvel's just putting him as a side character. And I think to your flashpoint, Hulk has worked really well as a side character. And I guess the question is, I mean, do you think he's his character? Does it work for a two-hour Hulk movie, or do you think he's just better served as just kind of coming in, trashing the place, having some funny asides with Thor, and then being done with it? I'm gonna go with the latter, and that's just because I just saw Thor Ragnarok, um, and then watching these two Hulk movies, where I, I wasn't too impressed. I do like the Incredible Hulk. Um, I don't like his hair as the Hulk, though. That's a uh, a little kind of going a little shaggier, I guess. Yeah, uh, I I don't like the the way the Hulk looks in either movies, but I do like the Incredible Hulk movie. Uh, but yeah, I really like what a little they more did. jacked. 
in the Incredible Hulk or a little. Yeah, yeah. He kind of like his arms all weird too, you know, when he walks. But uh, I really do like what they did with Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. Um, I think he was um, just enough, you know, not too not too extremely funny. And no, it was it was really good. I think he served better as a side character. Uh, I don't know if that comes with the speech thing. Like, do we want to sit there and actually have him? you know, uh, monologue, you know, at any point, I, I think he's great. He's like Groot, right? Like he just, he's just there, uh, to bring havoc and really not say a whole lot. Yeah. It's hard to base an individual, individual movie on a guy who turns into a raging monster. And it's just, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the, the Hulk brain. He, he's just like impulse. Right. I mean, it's the lack of impulse control. He just does whatever. So if, you know, a bug stings him, he's going to like destroy a city or something that, that sort of thing, which bring my favorite. Uh, I don't, you probably don't know this, but you you talked about how I'm like a bitter comic book movie person now. I'm actually a big comic book fan, or at least was. And my favorite Hulk story, I think, is from around the early 2000s, and it's it was by this like cartoonist, like, and I mean actual like you know cartoonist. He he did like little jokey stuff, and uh, he did like one story in this big like Hulk annual, and it was uh, the Hulk getting rained on. And then just raging like in the mud and puddles. He's like trying to fight the rain. That's the Hulk I like. And you can't make a two hour movie out of that. You know, right. A guy that can't handle a little bit of rain. So I like yeah, that. It's, it's, it's probably, it's probably better that uh, William Hurt, uh, you know, came in through a lifeline to, to the Hulk character and, and set him up for the, the, the MCU. But I don't know. Do you think the 2003, version has anything to offer people now that they're so accustomed to the, the, the Marvel cinematic universe. Is there anything that, you know, that we're missing out from the 2003 version you'd like to see applied to the, the new Hulk? No, I don't think so. Um, honestly, I don't think, you know, the average moviegoers aren't really going to care about a very extensive, uh, origin story on, on the Hulk, you know, so I think they can, you know, they can skip that completely. Uh, and also because it doesn't really quite tie into the MCU now, at least with the Incredible Hulk, you have William Hurt, right? He recently made an appearance. Was that the uh, Civil War movie? Right. So he comes back. Yeah. And so I guess that's to tell us that, it, you know, that is connected. Um, which now, I, I guess that Bruce Banner is supposed to be this Bruce Banner, just a different actor. So, was there any sort of letdown there, like in that regard, that they that the Norton didn't do it, or you think it's just just better off with the Avengers just bringing Mark Ruffalo and and just go with it? Because initially it was a letdown for me. I was like, oh, that's not yeah. cool. I was like, you know, we just switched Hulk again. Now we've got to do a third, you know, three Hulk movies and three different Hulks. Yeah, I think anybody that listens to any of my shows will know that I hate recast. So um, I think Edward Norton would have been just fine. Uh, I don't know if he would have been as funny as Mark Ruffalo, but, you know, we've seen Edward Norton do, you know, some funny stuff. Um, not a lot of it, but, you know, at least Mark Death Ruffalo. Death Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> classic. I do like Death to Smooch. Okay, okay, you got me. Because he actually is pretty silly in that one. Uh, he was quite great, actually. Yeah. No, you, you're right. He could have pulled it off. But I think, you know, maybe I'm just uh, more used to seeing Mark Ruffalo, like rom-coms. So I know that he can, you know, be lighthearted and stuff. So, but no, you're right. Give me a word norm from Death to Smoochie as Bruce Banner. <laughs> uh, 
I would have to say that's probably exclusive content for original remake. I don't know if that has been a thought expressed on the internet. I'm glad we have it here. Uh, we have your your Hulk brain at work. <laughs> you know, there, there you go. He he lost out the Hulk role and uh, now is dressed up as a dinosaur elsewhere. Civil punishment. That's the only gig he has. <laughs> uh, we didn't really talk about the casting of the uh, uh, General Ross here. Which uh, which do you prefer? Uh, William Hurt or no, uh, not Sam Elliott? No, Sam Elliott. Yeah. Okay. The only way William Hurt would have a chance was if he was playing. Uh, his history of violence character, who for whatever reason survived and uh, became a general in the military. Yeah, if he yeah. had that accent and that sort of clipped tone with people. Uh, but yeah, Sam Elliott is like, if you read the comics, it's like that dude is perfect. It's like it'll never get better. It's almost like, you know, Christopher Reeve and uh, Superman. I don't care who they cast. It's like that dude is always going to be Superman. And to me, Sam Elliott will always be General Ross. Just doesn't get better. Is Sam Elliott really bad in anything? You, you know, I no. think, yeah. So, I mean, he's a, such a great actor. I mean, he went to my high school. I mean, that says, that says it all right there. You know, and so did Tanya Harding. <laughs> now she's got her own movie. You know, Mike, so what I'm telling you is people who went to my high school go on to do things. Whether they're good or bad, they still do things. I mean, you went on to do original remake. Here I am. And so. Here I am. Yeah. Real. Uh, all right. You you talked uh, just uh, a couple minutes ago about uh, you don't you don't normally like you know recastings, and I also was not too enthused, even though I love Mark Ruffalo. That initially uh, they were going to have to cast the Hulk again in the MCU, uh, but hey, that's what we're going to do here. This is how we finish up our show. Right. So if they do a a third uh, Hulk movie, and I think I think we should stipulate. I think we should have some rules here. Let's let's say he's still in the MCU. But, you know, eventually these actors age. Let's say down the road, Mark Ruffalo loses interest, ages out of it, whatever. So can still be in the MCU. What do you want the the next Hulk movie to be about? And who do you want to play the big green monster? Um, I really like the the idea of the Incredible Hulk where he is a man on the run. Um, You know, something more like that. Uh, I, I think, you know, we already got Space Thor. Uh, and, you know, featuring the Hulk. Uh, we had dramatic Hulk. Um, I do want to see a better standalone because we've been having him pair up with a lot of people, uh, in the other MCU movies, right? There's always him and Thor. There's, uh, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark. Let's see him somewhere else. Um, I, I, I can't think of an idea. Uh, definitely not paid for that. But my, my recast for a Bruce Banner, I don't know. I mean, he might be the same age as Ruffalo, but, uh, Oscar Isaac. That's a good pick. You know, kind of, kind of looks like, you know, Mark Ruffalo and Eric Bana a little bit. You know, the hair color, the, they got that, you know, five o'clock shadow thing going. I, uh, I was trying to think, you know, I was, I didn't really have an answer to this. I mean, I always, I always go with Miles Teller. But uh, since I just – the other day was I started posting our recasting on uh, Instagram and I'm like that's sort of a way to check myself to where it's like, OK, I can't just be posting pictures of Miles Teller uh, all the time or Michael B. Jordan is my go-to. Emma Stone is one we use a lot. Right. Uh, we've used this guy before but you, you mentioned Hulk in space and uh, that got me thinking like, OK, uh, Space movies. Who's who would be good? Like if you were doing like another version of Planet Hulk, or you're putting on some weird scientific mission. And I was thinking of a movie I didn't much care for uh, earlier this year. I think it was called. Was it called Life? 
the space movie with the Ryan Reynolds, but I'm, I'm thinking uh, Jake Gyllenhaal would be a good dark Bruce Banner because okay. you, I think yeah. it has a mixture of you know that dude. If you saw Southpaw, you know, he yeah, can yeah, get yeah. he can be physically imposing, but I also think he's pretty intense uh, as far as there, there's a darkness behind there, and also he's, he's charming. So Jake Gyllenhaal. If down the road would be uh, a Bruce Banner, if you know, God help us, anything happened, Mark Ruffalo, and I'm not not sure, wishing yeah. that, but sure, yeah, I love Jalen Hall and Jarhead, you know, a movie that you and I reviewed on War Machine vs. War Horse. So another uh, look at that promoting again. We're actually a little bit behind on our self promotion, so you're you're kind of coming in under the wire there. But uh, before we do any more, um, any what about Betty? Betty, who, who uh, your, your pairing with uh, your new banner? Well, I was I was thinking of somebody you know, dark haired, um, you know, light colored eyes as well. I, she might be younger uh, than these other actors, but uh, Alexandra Daddario. I just think she's quite beautiful and would like really to see her pick. more things. Yeah, very funny. Yeah, uh, she can be absolutely. Yeah, pretty intense. Uh, that is. Definitely hard to top. Her, her Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, there you go. They're about the same age. Well, I think he might be a little bit older, but right there, you know. I, I'm i going to cheat. Uh, I, I like to do on-screen couples like, uh, you know, I like the, the thing Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone have where right. they've like reappeared. I noticed I'm gonna, that you do that, yeah. You like to pull yeah. them up. I'm, I'm like the classic studio system where I just like to have the same people like right. just there working together. Um <laughs> I'm going to name check Southpaw again, which I swear I'm not like the world's huge, huge fan of Southpaw. I don't have a poster of, although I should, I should have a poster of shirtless Jake on my wall, but I'll, I'll fix that later. I'm going to go with Rachel McAdams is my, my betting. I, I think, like and this time, this time she gets to stick around a little bit longer, yes, longer than I the trailer. So. I hope so. <laughs> you know, I love me some Rachel McAdams. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of a general Ross. I think we'll just keep it to that three, but, uh, who's kind of getting up there now? Trying to think who who would replace Sam Elliott. My goodness, let's let's just bring Sam Elliott back. <laughs> just bring Elliott always. Yeah, yeah. Just just have him uh, come back uh, as that role. Kind of like how you know recently uh, Disney just released uh, the voice actors for the new Lion King, and they brought James Earl Jones back. Hell, let's bring back Sam Elliott back for uh, General Ross. <laughs> yeah, why not? That, that that that's fine. Uh, my last, and I, I don't. I'm not the world's biggest like. Hulk fan, but the last thing, and this isn't so much recasting. If you were doing like another Hulk solo movie, what sort of villain would you want him to to fight? I, I'm not asking you to name check or look up like Hulkpedia the villains, but like you know, what what do you think? What's a situation where you think like okay, that'll work? Because that was one of the criticisms of the first Hulk movie, and they tried to fix it by giving him like his equal. What would the the third challenge be for a, a third Hulk solo movie? Gosh, see, I, I don't think I know enough uh, villains or, I mean, what what is one of his weaknesses anyway? I mean, is it just uh, Black Widow, I guess, from what we see in the MCU? They, they have <laughs> I like that close, as a villain. <laughs> Black Widow. That, that's his weakness. Like, up. I don't know. I mean. Um, Hulk's on some planet, you know, fighting an army of, of aliens, and then uh, ScarJo shows up and just, you know. He loses it, just loses his Hulkness. So, well, she makes him very vulnerable, him. though. You know, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. Uh, so, your version of the villain is it? Uh, is it like a uh, situational sort of like romantic comedy where he's trying to juggle, like you know, possibly like Betty, and then his 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 crush or his past uh, Avengers affair with Black Widow? 
Well, I want to leave Black Widow out of it, but maybe it's maybe. Oh, you're some, just like Marvel that way. <laughs> maybe something. Uh, <laughs> no, I would definitely give her her own movie before they do. Just leaving um, <laughs> money on the table there. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, let's make her the the love interest, but may, maybe it's a uh, another woman that that he loved that uh, has become some kind of super villain uh, of some sort. You know, um, I don't know. I I can't think of anything. You know what? I'm just gonna make. I'm stealing your idea that is actually my idea that I'm 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 putting in your your Hulk brain, which I I'm making Black Widow my villain. Okay. And this this weird romantic comedy. Uh, I got it. Love she's, triangle. She's under the uh, hypnosis or the under the trance mm-hmm. of Loki. Sure. Yeah. Loki. You know, he takes the tesseract and puts her under some sort of spell. Make her the villain that way. Well, I was gonna say she's under you know Trump's influence with all of his Russian ties. Somehow they've gotten a hold of her. <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. Uh, so my my recasting uh, because we have to. Nothing wrong with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Um, is I'm going to cheat. I'm going to go also with the original casting choice for Black Widow, but I believe, I can't remember which movie. I think it was some dumb Jack Black movie that stopped her. Emily Blunt was originally supposed to be Black Widow. Really? And she couldn't because whatever movie it was uh, ran over too long. So they went with uh, Scarlett Johansson. So I'm going to fix that. Yeah, that's that's too bad. Did not know. Hmm, That's very interesting. I like Emily Blunt. I mean, she's been on the show a few times. That uh, yeah, that's, it, I mean tomorrow was the last one. That's that's never a bad thing. So, you got it. Do you have a, a new Black Widow or mm, Black Widow? No, I I think uh, Scar Joe's just fine. I mean, let's give her own movie uh, before we retire her. At least, <laughs> <laughs> the least she could do. Uh, we we will attempt to do that, but we we don't really have the power yet. So, uh, all we can really do is uh out more episodes so peter where can where can people find this this stupid show if they've somehow clicked on this accidentally and they sat and they're like i don't know who these guys are but i'm listening to them for a half hour uh where can they find more oh well, they can find more at followingfilms.com uh you know with other great shows as uh you know mark has played uh grand gesture all, all over there i'd imagine um following film also you know great uh interview podcast with uh people in the industry um you know, you can find us uh, on Instagram. We're slowly uh, trying to catch up on that, but that's uh, that and Twitter are both at. Actually, hold on. I think Instagram is original remake pod, right? Mm, they're both original remake. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Instagram and Twitter both original remake. You can tell who does the Instagram posting on here, and here I am catching shade for being too slow about it. Well, I'm now posting a it, picture of you. But most of the the pictures there, uh, I I did at this point. We'll, we'll catch up. Well, when it's a pairing of two movie posters. I the think next I, picture I will be uh, a picture of you being slapped in honor of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, you know, if you want to find me on my podcast where I do mostly uh, retro movie reviews, that's at Podstalgic. And where can they find you, Mike? Well, you mentioned a couple of the podcasts I'm part of. Mark has played in Grand Gesture. You can... Find those uh, on social media at Marcus Played Pod and Grand Gesture Pod, and uh, more prominently, I uh, do a show. Have done a show called War Machine versus War Horse. So if you want to check that out, uh, all of those shows are on iTunes, and I'm at War Machine Horse on uh, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want to use. And for anyone that is interested, in a couple weeks here, uh, we will be um, reviewing and comparing the. Uh, Avengers, the what was that one? Two thousand ten. 
11? I think it was 12. 12. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll way off. So 2012's Avengers with the Justice League. So obviously it's not an original remake, but they are both, um, the movie that's gonna kick off the, uh, uniting of these, uh, superheroes. So we'll see, uh, which one, you know, did it better. And so expect that in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, for those this is my do, punishment yes. for that uh, Peter slapping picture. <laughs> Peter's just programming even more comic book movies all month long. Originally, we were going to do you know two Justice League uh, DC animated movies, but I, I think you're just excited as I am to watch the Justice League movie here. So we're, we're it does have that. Amy Adams. I've got that going for me. Yeah, let's Briefly. hope. Let's hope there's enough. Yeah, because I mean, supposedly if there's no Superman, how much Amy Adams are we actually going to get? So we'll see. There's never enough. That's my answer. The movie's almost three hours, so. Oh, my goodness. All right. <laughs> For you guys. <laughs> Look forward to that, and please download it, because I am suffering – for this art, whatever this is, if right. it is art. I mean, we are watching about almost six hours of film just to record 30 minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> hope right. you enjoyed it. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>